it's a little quick word, RP Coke, Brian, RP 24. I can make a cool 50 can, that's 24 out. Round with the pack through 10 C mounts. Feed me at socks and elite three rounds. I'm thumping through it, I don't need no counter. Had to recess, tell the bit my neck, I'm a drowner. I got oil, I got young, I got west, I got flour. Welcome to Blue Blood TV Season 5, Episode 3. My name is Asan Pinto, and I'm here with my co-host, Connor Dollard, and we're going to talk of all things Carolina football and Carolina basketball. Connor, Carolina basketball, ACC basketball is heating up. But before we get to that, we're going to talk about how the bowl games finished up with uh, Duke and Carolina. It's almost game time. Don't forget to pick up a six-pack or four-pack of the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale. Go to your local supermarket. If they do not have it, go to your manager and ask for it. The official game day beer, the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale, is light, crisp, and refreshing. As you know, uh... Duke went and beat UCF 30-13 to in the Military Bowl. And UNC lost a shootout to Oregon Ducks 28-27. Both teams have nine wins this year. Connor, how do you feel about your season? I mean, I feel great, Haas. Like, if you could have told me that we were going to be 9-5 and five at the end of the year with a bowl in, I would have said no, or 9-4, and four, I guess. With no way, no shot. This is Mike Elko's first year as head coach. We right. have been horrible, horrible in the past, um, like, couple of years. So I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled that we got this W. I think um, it doesn't, like, this win doesn't necessarily make that much of a difference, but – what I think the overall it just caps a great great like first season comeback season for the team and one that it allows us to be like okay we're actually building something here like I think Duke is trending up right now um and they're they're about to be on the upswing and, and especially as Elko can bring in more players but on the other hand, you guys have completely like fell apart. I think the last time we talked, we were talking about the potential, you know, could UNC make a run and make the playoff? Um, that didn't go so well. I think you guys will have won one game since then. So what like does that or does that tarnish the season? What how do you feel about that now? Well, Connor, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Uh, we were one play from losing the Duke game. And that would make us. That, that would make Duke play in the ACC championship game. That by would the make way. Duke play in the ACC championship. And you may have won or you may have lost that game. I, I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> but, um, but what I do know is that the Oregon game, 28 27, I looked over at my wife and I said, the person who has the ball last with enough time to get down the field wins this game. And um, and I think that's been the major problem with Carolina is the defense. I mean, our defense is just has not been good all year. Uh, Drake May has to put 35 points plus for us to win. And until they fix the defense, you know, again, they you know, they lost the ACC championship game. They lost their bowl game down the stretch in the regular season, they lost to NC state. They just lost games. And, um, 
And NC State's another team that won their bowl game. They're another team that beat Carolina. That um, that did they beat Duke too, or did was it? Did you guys beat them? NC State. We didn't play NC State. You didn't play them, right? But that's another team that you know could have been better than Carolina, right? So again, like I think Drake May is all he's cracked up to be. I think the offense is great. They put up points. Um, but until Mac Brown solves the defensive side of the ball um, and figures out a defense that actually works, he's going to have trouble winning the better games that, that are in his season. He, I mean, he's always going to win those first couple because those are pancake games. And um, But the good teams like a Duke, um, which I could easily flip-flop Duke to 10 wins this year, and I think if Duke really homed down on it, they might have been able to get to 11 wins. Uh, Carolina, without the defense, um, I, I, I just don't know. But, Connor, does winning your bowl game help you at all for next year? I, I mean, I know you have a new coach. Um, and what and what does that mean for Duke? Like, is your alumni base ever going to get behind football? Like, Connor, what's, what's the deal there? Does it matter? Well, Hoss, I'll say this just on, on, on one thing quickly. You said that we could have had uh, 10 or 11 wins, and, and we lost, you know, all of our games were one-score games, three to UNC, three to Georgia Tech, eight to Kansas, and then two to Pittsburgh. So, like, all of our all of our four losses were really close games. Um, so I think there is room that we can, we can build on. And I think the coach – is that's what he's trying to do, right? Is he's his big mission has been trying to get students and alumni more like passionate about basketball and have that, or, or I'm sorry, football. And he is trying to make football be a forefront and a focus. And he's putting a lot of work into that. So I think, yes, it there, it could happen. And that's, it's something that like, unlike before, I would say in Cutcliffe, it didn't like, it wasn't that much of an effort. It was just, we're going to kind of go out and do our thing on the field and it doesn't matter as much. Uh, Elko has been very much like, let's get, you know, the the Duke community involved. Um, we want, like, our student section to be a bigger deal and just trying to, you know, bring more energy uh, to the program. So I think that will be kind of the factor of whether this Duke team, because you think about how well Duke recruits for basketball, there's no reason that we couldn't do that for football. Um, oh, will, you, will you have any fans, Connor? Yeah, I think I think there is a real potential. Yes, like why? What is it about you know basketball at Duke in particular that is so you know like? Yes, I get there's a lot of history to it, but okay. But let me ask you a question: Do you think Duke could sell out consistently a twenty thousand seat stadium in the state of North Carolina? I say no. I say I think if they get to the if they get to if they get to the level where they're you know, 10 wins is, is their over under at the beginning of the season, like every year. I think, yes, I think like it's a, you know, North Carolina is a solid place to play. I guess, you know, my question to you, Hoss would be on flip that is like, do, does UNC sell out like every one of their games? Like not on a oh, bad they season. Have, they have 40, 50, 40 to 50,000, 55, I think is the full stadium. But they have forty to fifty thousand fans a game, regardless if um, Carolina is playing well or not playing well. 
if they're running towards a BCS championship, it's full. It's a full stadium. Um, I, you know, does USC basketball sell out every game at the Dean Dome? No. But at the beginning of the season, it's a 20,000-seat stadium. They probably have 13,000, 14,000 people in that stadium. But when ACC time comes, it's a packed house. It's 22,000 fans, okay? And that's a big dome, 22,000 fans. You know, you know, I believe that Duke could sell out 17 games at Madison Square Garden, but they could not sell out uh, 17 Madison Square Gardens in the state of North Carolina. Um, and that's why I asked the question going back to football. Does it matter, right? Because does your student body support it? It's a nice thing. You got a great team, but does it matter? Because you don't have the fan base here to even support big time football. You know it. I know it. And at the same time, I think uh, you guys had a great season this year. Posh, I, I mean, I would say this though: is I think that's like that's right right now. That's true, but I don't think that has to be true. Is what I'm saying. I think that can change. I think like that. That's why I use basketball as a benchmark. Is we like the if okay, let's say Duke played in the Dean Dome, which or let's say Duke even played in Wallace Wade, right, with the same capacity, like so with the forty thousand capacity. I think they. Like for certain games, Duke basketball would sell forty thousand tickets for one hundred percent in the state of North Carolina. I I believe that. I know. Um, I think. I think in Madison, in New York City, yes. I think in, they, for the for at least at least the Duke UNC game at Duke that they that's forty thousand tickets are sold easy. In New easy. Jersey, yes. It, I would even give you Boston. Yes, you can sell. I think you sell at every game in those cities. And here you can't like, so you're fortunate that you play in that little tiny gym. Cause it's not even a stadium. It's a gym. You play in that little gym. You guys made the little gym into like something like great, but it's an old gym. That's prehistoric. It seats 9,000 fans, um, 4,000 4, students to come into the early games, ACC time. You have no trouble filling it, but getting the students to come to basketball during the early matches is a challenge. It was a challenge for Coach K. It's going to be a challenge for Shire. And then you get, you find 5,000 alumni with private jets to jet in to fill up that stadium. That's what you do, right? That's what you do. So why, why, why couldn't we do that for, why couldn't we do that for, you know, a football game? That's my question. Like if we're, if we're really competitive in football, all the, all the people that didn't go to Duke, you know, and, and our, kind of associated with Duke that just root for Duke randomly. You know who I'm talking about, Haas. All people, well, there are people that for the UNC that do that too. But that like those people are going to come and and if we're going to football, they would come exactly the way that they do, you know, right now for Alabama. They would do that for Duke football. I'm telling you, like people, like the brand I think is strong enough to the point where if we had enough talent and results, the 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 following would would kind of come with it. And like the the I think basketball is a perfect roadmap for that because Duke wasn't always, you know, the dominant um force and wasn't like the best team forever. So okay. you need Wallace that. Wade. You need what is Wallace Wade seat about 35, 40? 40, 40,000. 40, okay. So you need it for one game. And that's the Carolina game. That's when the Carolina fans come over and take over that stadium. And 
put 20. I don't, know, I don't know about you. I don't know if you were at that game this year. That did not sound very, you know, taken over by Carolina fans to me. That sounded that sounded very Duke friendly. But that's the only time of the year that that stadium is full. Only game. And it's a great environment. It's a great game. This year proved to be a great game. If Duke played with their heads, they were a little smarter. They they get out of that game with a win. But to wrap up football, I think Carolina had a very good season, but it wasn't great. And did they live up their potential? No. With the best quarterback in the nation, Drake May is the best quarterback in the nation. My answer is no. And until Mac Brown can figure out how to defend the ball, he's not going to get into that elite um, playoff situation. But his offense was good enough this year. And your thoughts on your final thoughts on Duke? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was a great season. Um, I I think that it was you know it was cool to see some of the guys that have been in the program for a while finally get a win. Like they they, they looked you know kind of relieved after the last few years to be on a good team, and the bowl win just felt like a really kind of big culmination of that. And I know. Um, from a few guys on the team that they like definitely felt like this year and Elko is, is changing things for the better. So hopefully that continues. And, you know, I, I, I think soon we're going to be um, a threat in the ACC and, and who knows, maybe we'll dominate in football. What are we doing basketball too, Haas? All right. All right. So let's, uh let's switch over. It's almost game time. Don't forget to pick up a six-pack or four-pack of the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale. Go to your local supermarket. If they do not have it, go to your manager and ask for it. The official game day beer, the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale, is light, crisp, and refreshing. Let's talk about basketball the bread and butter of the blue blood rivalry kind of you know get in the season we we kind of get going um but since we last talked um you know we really wanted to see what carolina did what duke did and right now carolina is sitting at nine and five um you know they lost to pittsburgh i guess the other night they beat michigan but you know Michigan was not a uh, a top 25 team. And then we got a good win against Ohio State, which I thought was a big one. Um, and on the flip side, you know, Duke is sitting at 11 and three. Um, and I think you're having a pretty good, a pretty good season. And um, you just got a 20 point win at Florida State. So Connor, the question is, how do you feel about Duke basketball? The transition from Coach K to John Shire. Do you think this is going in the right direction? That's my question to you. Yeah, I mean, I think certainly, Haas. Um, I, I like the. I think one thing I'll say is what I've noticed is it feels to me, at least, like talent around college football in or college basketball in general is down. Right. I think yeah. you see you see all the top prospects are in the G League. They're um, abroad in Victor Wenbayama's case, um, that the the talent level of college basketball just isn't there right now. So you know what you have is you have these older, more experienced teams 
um, are the ones that are ending up like benefiting from that, right? Because there are no, you know, Palo Banqueros. There are no guys that are kind of, you know, making an, a crazy splash. Um, and and those tend to be the one and done kind of younger prospects. So from, you know, a professional perspective, there isn't as much value in, the, in, in college basketball. But what I've been seeing is that I think this, um, like Ryan Young, for example, on 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 Duke, he has been, I think, surprisingly, like one of our better players. And, and all that is from just using experience, especially early in the season. And now as we're moving into ACC play, um, I think you're starting to see like the younger guys around college basketball play a little better. And and especially I think that applies to our team. You look at Derek um, and and Derek and, and I think they've been playing much better and as as wild as it is talking about Jalen Blake's, you know, a guy that wasn't even supposed to play much at all this year. And he's, I think, improved a lot um, over the last few games. So I, I think that this team um, doesn't have maybe as much talent as some people thought coming into the season. But I think that for what for the amount of talent it does have, Shire's done actually a, a very, very good job out of getting it out of them because you know, we're putting together good performances um, pretty consistently and, and our offense especially looks, looks very good um, across the board. So I would say I, I, I'm happy with the way things are so far. And um, the other part of it is, is recruiting, right. And, and Duke is going to have a top two class again next year. So, you know, on that front, he's doing a good job. And, And I think at the end of Kay's career, that was like his be- his biggest strength, arguably, was just the fact that he was getting in all these top guys every year, right? Let me ask you a question. So you bring in these top guys, nice, but where where do they go? It's five positions. You you think you have NBA guys sitting on your bench? I mean, talk to me, Connor. I think we don't need NBA guys sitting on our bench. No, but, I mean- no, no, but you the, the model that Duke is implementing requires – your guys to leave after one year and then so the next class can come in and activate do you think you're recruiting guys that can go one and done go to the nba so that you can keep the freaking talent pool rolling in that's the question connor yes i think so i mean okay so or or if they won't they like the guys that we brought in this year if you think about it um who like the the incoming freshmen were Derek, Derek, um, and they brought in um, Ryan Young as a transfer and uh, and Kyle Filipowski, right? Phil, I think all Filipowski, Derek. The question I think becomes like Mark Mitchell, what happens with him? But I think Derek, just based on you know what he was like, basketball I think is still uh, a sport where. You know, if you're the number one, if you're top five recruit in high school, you're getting drafted in the first round, right? Like that's just how, no, even unless you have a a pretty big fall off, like Patrick Baldwin, for example, even still, I think was a late first round pick for the Warriors. He, he like basically didn't play at all after being the number one overall recruit and he was still a first rounder. So I think all three of those of our, of, of Derek, Derek and Kyle will will get drafted this year if they if they choose to go um and and i think we're bringing in a lot of front court first first round draft picks 
I think so. Yeah. Who I think, yeah. I like who else would you who like who I think Dariq has been playing kind of out of his mind recently. And the way he looks as an athlete is I, I think the, the most impressive thing as well, well then that's what that's what you need to happen, Connor. You have to you're gonna have to move these guys out. You can't have to keep the Duke model going, you can't have the Jeremy Roaches, the four-year guys, and Jeremy Roach is for me, the best player of your team. Yeah, I would argue yeah. that having Jeremy Roach is, is helpful. And, it's and helpful. And by the way, and I, I see, I don't know if I agree with that as much, Hoss, because if you look at, like, I I think Cal Perry, right, it has had those programs where there's so much talent, he's putting NBA guys on the bench, right? That is a fact. They didn't win, but that is that has been done, and that's not that's not impossible to like that's not a crazy concept to have too much talent. But and I don't think have NBA guys Cal on the parties. bench. Cal Perry Cal had ten NBA guys. He was paying. He was playing. He was making hockey subs. Haas. But <laughs> Calipari's heyday is over. He's not pulling him in like he used to. Um, yeah, and, so that's my point. Is that like even even if we have that like that's not a bad problem to have. Is 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 where I'm at with this. Is like okay, so we have a couple of guys that might be like upset that they're you know not didn't because ultimately that's the other thing is it's on them. Is like if they're not getting drafted, then that's that's like them being upset that other people coming in. That's not a a fault like the school's fault you wanted to be a one and done it just didn't work out for you like you there was an issue there on on your end and like that's not a um a duke problem and i think the transfer portal too just makes it so that everyone's gonna go every which direction so like my question to you Haas is well, like who cares right like who so so we have mark mitchell right and he's loses his playing time like is he like, you know, he transfers somewhere else and gets playing time there. What's the um, loss on Duke's perspective, like from Duke's perspective there. I think that is like a, a not a non-problem to me. And I, and I, I, I just disagree with the fact, like, I don't think it was, you know, centers around kids getting drafted um, for space reasons. I think reputation wise, that's definitely a fact, but what about you guys, Haas? Let's, you know, we're, I think Duke is a competitive team. Um, I, I, I've liked how we've played so far this season. It's, it's tough with a first year head coach and, and not as much talent, but you guys, Haas, you, you're, you're supposed to have it all. You're coming back. Number one team in the country, feeling great, feeling so good. Fantastic. You got to do, you got it. You got some nice freshmen coming in. You got everyone coming back pretty much. And, and you just, it just kind of fell apart. It's, it's been. So, so, so I think what's, so let's just talk about our team. Leaky Black, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, Pete Nance, Amando Baycott. That's the team. Okay. That's the team minus Pete Nance um, that went all the way to the final and minus a couple of injuries would have won the national championship. Okay. Now, the question is what's going on? We know these guys can play. Like last year was not an aberration. You cannot be one of the best Duke teams to ever hit the floor at Duke one through five twice in a season if the team isn't legit, right? So what I will say is, do we have a good team? Yes. Is the team gelling? No. 
Is there a reason why it's they're not gelling? I think there is. Um, you know, you look at the box score. Caleb Love is having a problem. Pittsburgh has 35 minutes on the floor, two rebounds, one assist, seven points. R.J. Davis has 35 minutes on the floor, five rebounds, three assists, 16 points. Armando Baycott, 37 minutes, almost plays the whole time, 13 rebounds, three assists, 22 points. Pete Nance, right, right now, Pete Nance is not as good as his predecessor, okay? But I think there's a problem between RJ and Caleb. I think they're fighting over something because their ball distribution isn't right. Sometimes I think Caleb's going one way and RJ's going the other way. And a rumor has it that they are knocking heads against a girl, a woman on campus that they both like, and it's not, and they're just not gelling yet. That's the rumor. I don't know if it's true, but this is what people are saying, okay? And as you know, we go with Leaky Black provides defense, DeMarco Dunn, he's he's coming along, uh, Tyler Nichols, he's just coming in for minutes, Seth Trimble, minutes, Puff Johnson, just a few minutes, right? So the bulk of our team is seven players. And, um, and then two of our guys are butting heads. So do I think we were where we, where we thought we'd be? No. Do I think we can recover? Yes. Because last year was not an aberration. You know, right now, Caleb Love and RJ Davis are not on the same page. And I think I said it in the last podcast. There's something going on. Now I, I think I know what's going on. Can we fix it? The answer is yes. Is our team good enough to go deep? Yes, if we stay healthy. Okay. Is the team good enough to beat Duke? The answer is 100% yes, because this team is not as good as the team last year. Okay. It's just not. So when you ask me that question, can this team compete for an ACC title? Yes. They got to get get things solved now, Connor. Like we're running out of time, right? So I think there's a conflict going on the team. Can we get back to the top 10? Yes, Connor. Yes. Is this team good enough to be the best team in the country? The answer is yes. Okay? It is yes. Because you I don't, so, I don't think so, Haas. I mean, yeah, what we saw, in, and I said this last year, and I've said this uh, uh, whenever we talk about this year, is what we saw, in my opinion, is an incredible amount of luck and a kind of crazy wow. run, a crazy run against, you know, other than the Baylor game before before Duke. Like, there were, yeah, there was a lot of luck going in there for UNC. But didn't did Amando get hurt in that Baylor game? Wasn't Baylor getting destroyed the first half, and then we got some injuries? I told you we have seven guys. Yeah, that I mean that's an all that Come people, on, Connor, I mean, people, people forget people forget about how that that was an all-time Baylor collapse. Like Baylor Baylor losing that game, they had no right to lose that game. They they, they were getting killed the first. I think we were up by 25 points. Just like we were up on Kansas by 20 points. Okay, in the first half the problem in those two games were injuries. That's that's it, Connor. 
like, are we deep? Are we deep? The answer is no. Our bench, Tyler Nichols, two points. Buck Johnson, three points. DeMarco Dunn, five points. DeMarco Dunn is the only guy that's getting significant minutes, right? Behind. Uh, and it, so we really have six players. We have six players. Yeah, but Haas, it, uh, okay, so like, are you going to, it basically comes down to um, when Caleb Love shoots 17 times a game, does he make, you know, more than six of them? Because this season, uh, statistically, he's not doing that, right? Like, he's shooting t- 28% from three, um, 41% from the field overall. His, his, his two-point numbers have actually gone up somehow. The the assist-to-turnover ratios is, you know, finally finally he's actually above um, one on that. So that's, a, that's an improvement. So he's actually – he's gotten better over – um, the last few weeks, but that there is like to me, you the the element of luck was the fact that like Caleb Love is one of those guys that yeah he could go for thirty on a given night and win you the game, but that's kind of you know that's not him that's not who he is as a player like that it, that's like a it's a coin flip or maybe a a, a roll the dice. Um, and and maybe he's hot that day and maybe he's not, but you know, he was he got hot for that whole tournament. And um, you know, credit to you guys, but I don't I don't think that's representative of I don't think you guys were the second best team in the country last year on talent alone. I that's what I believe for a fact. I think you know that too. I think you know that too, Haas. I think you know that we were more talented than you guys were just on talent alone. Like more talented. But you got beat twice on the on the most grandest stages. One, it was Coach K's retirement party. So here's what I'm going to say, Connor, to this. Last year, not even January, February, we came into uh, – you guys came – was it February? Yeah, you guys came to the D-Dome and you wiped us off the court. Duke fans are like, wow, we're going to dust these guys twice. You planned a party to send off your Hall of Fame coach. But you didn't realize that Carolina was getting hot. They were finding it. Caleb started to find his shot. And we beat you in March. And we beat you in April. Okay? And we beat everybody in March and April except the final game because we have six guys and we don't have subs. That's really the issue. That's the thing that kept this team for the national. So the question is, are we in February yet? No. So we're going to go to Duke in February. Haas, can this we team might, make it We to, might lose that game. Can we make it to February, though? Like, if you guys... No, no, we might lose that game. But, but it's not about that. It's about peaking at the right time, getting hot. And can our team do that? Yes. Yes. We've seen it. It doesn't matter. Like I, yeah. If you win the ACC tournament, but at a certain point, you know, you're going to have things together now, Connor. I I agree with you. You got like, you're, you're in the bottom half of the ACC. So let's talk about that. You're all the way down, um, you know, fifth from the bottom of the ACC. If it weren't for, you know, like the Louisville's, Notre Dame's, and Georgia Tech's of the world, you guys 
would would be last. So what, like, if yeah, sure, if you if you get hot again, maybe it works out. But um, you know, as you said, I don't think um, I don't think Pete Nance has been as good um, as Manic was, and I don't think that Caleb Love ha- is in. And maybe it is about the girl that him. Um, that he's fighting about, but like, come on, dude, like maybe, you know, perform a little better on the court and um, it'll go your way off the court more. But like he, like how I just, what, from my perspective is, is one with all the games that these guys are playing over the last few years, like having no depth in all the minutes they're playing is actually going to take, I know they're college kids, but that's got to take a toll, right? Like, absolutely. That's going to be injuries and like, that's why you've seen these guys getting banged up. Um, so I think that that is a concern. And, 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 you know, a couple guys miss a little bit of time and you guys are looking at, at, at a really uphill at a bad year. Here's what I think, Connor. We have 17 games left. Okay. We got to write the ship tonight against Wake Forest. Okay, we dropped that game against Wake Forest. And then Saturday against Notre Dame. We gotta get that. We gotta we gotta win those two games, right? Then we've got Virginia right after that, right? So so I'm with you. Like we have to write the ship now, right? So do we have to win all those games? No, but we gotta win like 60% of them. Okay. We got 17 games left. There's still time for for Caleb Love to work out his issues, right? So last year, he might have been in the NBA in first round. This year, no. Okay? And, um, and at the end of the day, Caleb Love has to take set shots. He cannot shoot off the dribble. Uh, R.J. Davis has got to work for him, get the penetration, kick, get his feet set, shoot. They can get back to that. Amando's doing what he does under the I think he got 20 rebounds the other night. Um, Leaky Black plays good defense. He's good for six to 10 points. And Pete Nance has to get hot so that we can open up the center of the court. If they can achieve that and Pete Nance can start to stroke that ball, we're going to be good. And the issue is, Pete's not stroking the ball. The the lane is tight and it's messing up everything. Manic helped us spread the floor because of his shooting proficiency. And on paper, uh, Pete Nance is a better shooter, but he hasn't shown that yet at Carolina. So that's where I'm going to leave it. Yeah. I I think, I don't know. I, I'm, I want you guys to be competitive so that we get a big win. But like you, you you're know, doing right, it again, right you're now. Doing it again. Last year you said there's no way you can beat us. Yeah, because you know what? I no, think that's what you said. You said there's no way you can beat us. No, 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 no. That's no. That's, that's not true. That's not that true. That is true. I said on paper. I said on paper because for a fact, like when 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 Duke UNC played, no matter who. And you know this too. At, at the other side of it's true. When Duke is bad and UNC is really good, it doesn't like it doesn't matter. That game is always competitive. My thing is, I want UNC to you know be like a good win for us. At this point, if you guys keep playing the way you are, like that's just like a oh Duke Duke should beat UNC. 
Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that. You know, we we both know that whenever anything like whenever this game comes up, it, like crazy, crazy stuff happens. Um. So like, there's that it, it saying never is is like, just the dumbest thing to do in this situation. To you last year, you really think you're gonna beat us in the final four? You said Haas. There's no way. Duke is going to lose to D1C tight twice. He said, you said you got lucky in that game and it's not going to happen. I stand by that. And here's what happened. Louisiana, Caleb Love is not that guy. There, I would die go, on this hill. I, I was with your this. uncle Terry, but did you go to Louisiana? I didn't see you. Yeah, there, I was Hoss there. I was there, Hoss. Oh, you were one of those guys that got out because the Duke fans were so confident about what was going to happen in New Orleans, that they booked the whole freaking weekend. They booked Airbnbs. They booked penthouses. They had their jets sitting on the tarmac. They they did all this crazy stuff because they said, there is no way UNC could beat us twice. Because you saw that game in Cameron as, okay, we made them unhappy. We, we, we scheduled a party. Our guys are never going to let this happen again. And so when I got there, Duke fans were switching to Kansas shirts and they were in the stadium with tickets rooting for Kansas because you guys were out because what you said would never happen, happened. And what I'm telling you is that by the time Carolina rolls around to play Duke in February, this ship will be righted and or Hubert's going to have to start thinking about his job. He can't just lo- keep losing games. That's, uh, what, that's here's what I say. One, one, you you're you're just hating because uh, we you know we ha- know how to have a good time down in down in New Orleans. But arrogance, I'm hating arrogance. But Hoss, like I, I I'll stand by that. I completely thought we were going to win. And, and you know what? We probably should have. Like Caleb Love is. I don't think he's a 28 point ge- points per game scorer. I'm just like that. That is just I won't I won't ever come come to that agreement with you and I, and you know Baycott played out of his mind too he had twenty one boards like that that <laughs> that's what he does yeah but but you know I think I I still like we both would agree that Duke has more talent of those two teams so like I like do I think Duke would you know if we play that game again right now do I think do I still would I still think Duke would win yes um, I do I do believe that so. For me, that doesn't change a whole lot. But enough about last season. I like I I think this season. I if I'm Hubert Davis, I'm you know my 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 seat's feeling a little hot right now. Um, you you have like if you if if UNC falls to you know bottom five in the ACC at the, by the end of the year, I, like I don't know how you I don't know how you bring it back. Right. Agreed. Um, we agree on something, Connor. Yeah, finally for once, Hoss. But I guess, I guess my, I guess the other thing would be, if he beats Duke um, in March, and you know, you guys still finish outside of the NCAA tournament, um, probably, probably comes back the next year, right? I mean, again, like Hubert Davis, it's going to come down to what does he have in the pipeline, right? What does he lose, right? Because if you don't have I think he got a five-star the other day, but I don't know what year he's coming. But if you don't have the guys in the pipeline and you can't recruit, that's what this is all about. You know, like you guys are hot on Shire because he's recruiting. 
and the Duke staff is getting the big boys, right? When you lose a Mondo, when you lose uh, a Caleb Love, um, who is not playing well currently, but when he does play well, he can be very effective. And you don't have five-star guys coming in. There's a problem. So, so I think it's not going to be like, okay, Hubert, it's going to be based on, well, what does the pipeline look like? And if the pipeline looks bleak and he's losing, I don't see how he could stay because I think you've got to get somebody in that can recruit at UNC and, um, and really match, match it. Right. So again, do I think Cuba can fix this? Yes. But I think that thing has to start tonight against Wake Forest, a good win against Wake Forest, a good win this weekend against Notre Dame. UVA is always tough. A win against Louisville. Um, you got to win those games. Got to beat Boston College. Got to beat NC State. Like if you drop Notre Dame and Virginia, but you win Wake, Louisville State, Boston College, I think that's fine. I think that's uh, that would be good. Um, but we got to see how this unfolds. But Connor, thank you for another um, episode of Blue Blood TV. Season five, episode three is in the books. Um, I can't wait to the Duke Carolina match on Feb 4th. And then again on March 4th. Um, I can't wait till we have to do that again. Um, I, I, and I'm hoping that both teams are peaking. I want you guys to be at your best. I want you to be cocky. I want us to be cocky because I want to really rumble like last year, because those were rumbles that, you know, Carolina just got the better edge of it. And, Carolina got bragging rights that we kicked Duke's ass in in a Final Four, and um, and we won our own uh, local national championship last year, and we look to do that again. And do we have the team to do that? Yeah, if they're healthy, Connor. And that's my take. Anything? Any any parting comments, Connor? No, Hoss. Um, I'm just looking forward to you know another great year. Hopefully, we uh, get the get the first win against you guys in Cameron. So um, I, I I like where this team's at. Shire's got a, off to a great start. Um, and, you know, let's – I think this team could compete for an ACC title, so let's get after it. I think, you know, I like I like Duke a lot more. I like where we sit a lot more than UNC right now. I'm much more happy that I'm a Blue Devil fan. That's awesome. So we're signing off. Blue Blood TV Season 5, Episode 3. This year is going to be a great year. Both Duke and Carolina are both um, figuring things out. Carolina is figuring things out more. Duke is doing fairly well. But it all amounts to that Blue Blood rivalry game on Feb 4th and March 4th. And we're hoping that both teams get to the NCAA Final get five, I mean, NCAA Final Four so that they can duke it out again. And we can go from there. So, Connor, thank you for coming on. Blue Blood Rivalry 2023 is in the books. Season three, season five, episode three is in the books. Peace out. Yo, if
Took it twice and then she went to sleep I dropped butt on the clock with the purpose And nigga, I'ma hit from the rail I'ma grab a whole peach I ain't got time in the day So my female be mad at me And then the rest, I'ma running up rapidly She know I'm vicious, I'm f***ing a savage She know I get rest, she know my mentality Grew up in the trap, watch the Kobe, yeah, I'm on Pull up in the Porsche, yeah, the pan on Yeah, pull up in the Dodge, yeah, the Ram on Anybody try, yeah, I'ma blam on Only hit bang, got fit, dip, grill line Turn late, sun to a five-five headline I went over drippin', I stopped my own color line Got two chip, dog, I die for both of mine I ain't no satisfied, too money increase Profile, too many inkers. They be low key, hey, I can hear them whispering. All these bad get chain, you can see them glimmering. Had to make a new turn, I just seen a road guy. I ain't playing no game, I ain't spread no art. It's full moon now, so I'm burning moon rock. Looking on skin, why is he on TikTok? Lily Court, it's a little.